field taking taking the smart taking the good option taking the smart play that's what he's good at that's not what Bruce Arians does. And this is where the issue runs in, and I, there's a chance Bruce Arians is going to adapt the offense to Tom Brady. And Bruce Arians is a really good offensive mind. They brought him out of retirement to coach this team because he's one of the best offensive coaches in football. But the issue is going to be coming in. He's a verticals coach. He likes getting the ball down the field. Yeah. Tom Brady's not good at getting the ball down the field. He hasn't been for a couple of years now. He's 42 years old. He's 42, 43? 42, I 42? think. Yeah. It's not an indictment on him as a quarterback. He's 42 years old. He's obviously not going to be the same guy, but that's where it's at. And that's the issue, I think, with this Tampa Bay offense, and Leonard Fournette does not address that. Yeah, I, I would agree with you based on some of the talent that's around him, like Mike Evans, arguably a top-five receiver. Chris Godwin was a top-ten receiver last year. They brought in Tyler Johnson, who I know we both really – Fell in love be, with during gonna, the going to be the new Julian Edelman. By the way, going to be the new Julian Edelman. The, uh, those are almost uncanny. Maybe, maybe going to be an incredible slot receiver for Tom Brady. But they they brought in Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, Lashawn McCoy. Those are those are names in my opinion. That that's all they are. Gronk Gronk is bad. Gronk was bad last time we saw him. Lashawn McCoy. Nowhere near what he ever was. And Leonard Fournette has just never been good. He's just runs straight and hopes that he finds an open hole. I'm going to say this about Rob Gronkowski. I trust that Tom Brady, even though I don't think he's that fantastic of a quarterback anymore, sees something in Rob Gronkowski. Because I don't think it's very obvious that Tom Brady signed off on that kind of on that kind of acquisition because Rob Gronkowski has said, oh, Tom Brady's the only quarterback I want to play for. And... Obviously, if you look at their time back in New England, getting really close, he has the record for Tom Brady's been in the league for 20 years. Rob Gronkowski has the most touchdown receptions from Tom Brady of any of any one of his receivers. So obviously, there's the camaraderie and the connection there. I'm going to give Brady the benefit of the doubt and give that team the benefit benefit of the doubt that they don't think Gronkowski is just a name. And I could be wrong about that, but I legitimately think they could be wrong about their evaluation of Rob Gronkowski. And in my opinion, I think they are. But I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they think Rob Gronkowski is actually going to be a key contributor for this team. Rob Gronkowski, who is a former WWE 365 champion as of four months ago. Yes. So you love your professional. Hey, professional wrestlers in football, they go together. Yeah, Pat, McAfee, Pat, Pat McAfee's Rock. doing that. Yeah. The Rock did it. Yeah. Well, is it like Brock Lesnar? Hasn't like half the WWE. Played in the NFL at some point? Probably. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind the of current, ridiculous. So. The current Universal Champion did. Who's that? Roman Reigns. Oh, okay. He, he also played at Georgia Tech, I believe it was. And huh. then huh. was... Interesting. Did not know that. I think I think he was the Vikings practice squad? That Brock Lesnar was Vikings. Vi- Brock Lesnar Brock was, was, I know, was for a fact Vikings. And then um, Dwayne Johnson was my... No, he played at Miami. Like the college, yeah, University he, of Miami. He played at the U, and then he went to. Wasn't the was it was it the Dolphins? I don't know. I know. I, he, I know he played in the. He, like it. I don't remember what team it was, but I know he played at the U. And then I, I don't know. Maybe it, maybe I'm thinking my. I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking Miami, obviously, because that's where I went to school. But yeah, the the current WWE Universal Champion was signed to both the Minnesota Vikings and Jacksonville Jaguars practice squad. Wow, if there are any teams that are known for developing talent, it's, it's the Minnesota Vikings and the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is very impressive. And also, he he has a whopping nine career tackles all in 
his one year in the CFL. <laughs> in the CFL. <laughs> yeah. Right. Speaking of CF, <laughs> speaking of the CFL, we don't have hockey on the list right now for things that we're going to talk about. I just need to throw this out there. Yeah, another, I know. I know what you're going to say. Another year is going to go by that a an, an that's more recent that an American team has won the Canadian Football League than a Canadian team has won the Stanley Cup. It's that's, just that's happened more recently. That's how bad Canada. That's how bad the Canadian teams have been at hockey in the last 25 years. 24, 28 years now. 28 years. It's really been that long. There's 30. There's 31 teams in the league. For a majority of the for a majority of that span, there were fewer than 28 teams in the league. Oh my god! It's been that long since Canadian teams won the Stanley Cup. That's that's just wild. You just you, you gave me CFL, so I had to take it. I'm sorry. Yeah, we, can go, yeah. we can go back to actual football. <laughs> back back to football. Actual football. So yeah, like back what I was saying with Rob Gronkowski. He's He's definitely a personality that they bring in. Obviously, you look to see if they can replicate the chemistry that he and Brady had. But I agree with you. Brady is not the quarterback he used to be. He can't move. He can't throw. He hasn't been able to move. I mean, he's been he's been really good avoiding pressure in the pocket. Yes. If you call that moving. He's never been actually able to scramble or anything like that, literally yeah. ever. So I don't think... He can't move isn't necessarily a knock on him. No, because I'm, he's just, never, I'm just saying right, in general. Right, right, yeah, right. he can't move just in general. Yeah. But they've got they've got a good offensive line. They brought in Tristan Wirfs. Ali Marpet is amazing. Ryan Jensen is solid. Donovan Smith is decent, and I can't really say anything about Alex Kappa. But that offense, if everybody plays like them. Like they hit their peak again, then this team is going to be amazing. Well, if everyone plays like they hit their peak again, if we're talking those Patriots guys, this team's hands down Super Bowl. They're winning it. Yes, prime Rob Gronkowski put him with those two wide receivers. Yeah, but the defense is what worries me because you've got Washington Dominican Sue, Vita Vea, who hasn't proven himself, William Golston, who he's okay. JPP doesn't have a finger. I'm still, I'm, I'm always going to bring that up. Jason Pierre-Paul does not have a finger. Devin White is good. Levante Davis is good. I feel like where you're about to head is where we're about to disagree because... Shaq Barrett was good last year. I don't think he's good. I think this is a fluke year. I think last year was a fluke season. I don't know if eight, what he had 18 and a half sacks. 18 and a half sacks. I don't sacks. know if that can be considered a... You don't fluke your way into over a sack a game. It, you don't fluke. We'll, you we'll don't have to see way. what he do, what okay, he does this did he year. Over, did he overperform? Maybe. Can you call what he did a fluke? I that's a stretch in my in my mind because it'd be one thing if he had four if he had thirteen sacks, fourteen, which is still a really good year. Thirteen sacks is an incredible year. That could be a fluke. The, Eighteen the and a half. Definition of a fluke is an unlikely chance occurrence, especially a surprising piece of luck. So if this is his only year that he does this, then that is a fluke I don't by see, definition. I don't see how you're going to fluke your way into 18 and a half sacks. I, I, I just can't. I, it'd, be, it'd be one thing if it was 12 or 13. But he challenged but the all-time record. Think, think about, cha- think about he it. He challenged the all-time record. Do you remember how he had nine and a half through three games? Well, yeah, because he had the, the one The first game. three games. Yeah. He had nine and a half sacks. Yeah. Then he had— That's not fluke. That's called regression to the mean. Nine sacks. Either way, I, I'm not. I'm not talking nine, about just that season. I'm but, not talking about what he did the remainder yeah. of the season. I'm saying that this season will be 
the outlier in his career. Oh, I'm, not den- I'm not denying that, but to call it a fluke, I think is where. But even okay, let's just take the other thirteen nine. Let's I I'm, I I'll stick with you with nine and a half. I don't know if that's right. I, it sounds about right because I know he had six in a game against Atlanta. Yeah. I think. Yeah, he was he was like yeah. one away from yeah. from breaking. The so record. let's say he had nine. He had nine in thirteen games. That's a eleven sack pace. That's still a really really good edge rusher. That's not an elite, elite guy. Yes, but, but that's a you really... See, but you see guys stumble into those seasons all the time. But this wouldn't be stumbling... You, no, he wouldn't be stumbling into 11 sack. He's an 11 sack guy that stumbled into 18. Yes, but based, based off of what he did right off the bat, like one game he had exactly like six sacks. Yes. That, that is a fluke in and of itself. Yeah, that, that I'm not going to deny. Yes. That I'm not going to deny. But what the entire he, season, though, is where... What what happened after that was everyone went, whoa, what what just happened? Who is this dude? What just happened? And they just completely had no clue. He played against bad offensive lines in which it is generally easier to get to the quarterback. I'm not saying I can because I'm not an <laughs> NFL edge rusher, but compare if you put give, give me give me a top edge rusher. Khalil Mack. If you put Khalil Mack on that defense against those offenses that he played, Khalil Mack would have broken the would have broken the single season sack record by a mile. By a mile? He he, he you, would have. You realize how hard that record is to break, right? Yeah, I, I know. I know. Uh, JJ Watt almost did it. What? Well, Twenty. Chandler Jones almost did it. Twenty fourteen. Chandler Jones came really close to you. Help. Um. Um, Shaq Barrett almost came, almost did it last Sha- year. Shaq Barrett was four full sacks it away. 20? It's 22 and a half. Oh, I thought it was 20 and a half. No. Okay. No, because well, J.J. Watt had 20 and a didn't half. Didn't Chandler Jones, Chan- was that, that was two years ago, right? The Chandler Jones game really close? I, I think, think I it think, was I think it was two years ago. ago. But either okay, either way, we're but that's not that's not the argument we're make that you're making here. Your argument is you're, this is a fluke year for a guy that you admit is a 12-sack guy. No. I, I say, I think that his ceiling other than if this season hadn't happened and you asked me what the ceiling for Shaq Barrett was, it would be like 10 maybe, which is, which is, which is good, which is good. I'm not saying it's elite because it's, it's not, not. No, it's not elite. And but this, this was a fluke year. Like he's, he's never going to have that production ever again. I don't think that you obviously have to have an abundant amount of talent to even to get anywhere near you. Don't, 18. If you, if. Oh wait, so do you think that if a quarterback that throws 30 a year happened to hit what's the single season record is 55, right? 55, two, or 50 so. home runs, touchdowns. What if, if a quarterback that throws 30 a year happened to hit like 48? Would that be a fluke or would that be oh he had a good season? That would be I don't think that's a I don't think that's a I don't I wouldn't consider that a fluke and I think that's where I guess the semantics at this point, but that's where, because that that's essentially, and it's not a perfect comparison. That's essentially the equivalent of what Shaq Barrett's de- doing with eighteen and a half compared to twenty-two. That's that's fair, but let's let's see what Shaq Barrett has done, literally any other time in his life. So he came into the league in twenty fourteen. So over five years, he has a total of thirty-three and a half sacks. He had nineteen and a half last year. Okay, nineteen and a half. Yeah, so you so had one more. Yeah, I. What was you're, you're telling? You're telling me that that's not a fluke. I, I don't. Well, this was also his first year in Tampa last year, correct? Yes, but yeah. he was in he was in Denver, so he was opposite of. 
Well, the schemes and Von stuff. Miller. Scheme, just because you're opposite of Von Miller doesn't mean you're in a good spot. Yes. The, scheme, the most, the most he had had before this was five and a half. No, I, I'm not. I, the reason I'm not going to say it's a fluke, and this is just what I'm sticking to, is if he had 12, 13 sacks as a five-sack guy, I'd be a lot more likely to say it's a fluke. The fact that he got to that elite, elite number is where I'm like, I'm a little bit leery of it saying that it's a fluke. A quote-unquote fluke because you don't fluke your way into elite, elite numbers. You do. Fluke, do you, you think he's going to do it again? To eight to nineteen and a half? Yes. No. To like double to double digits? I think pretty easily. So, so you say ten? I say yeah. I say rel- relatively easily. You know, you, he's not. You don't get to 18, 19 and a half if you are a five set guy. You, yes, you don't. But, you can, you, can get, you can fluke your way into twelve or thirteen as a five set guy. You can't fluke your way into eighteen and a half as a five set guy. Okay, so let's say let's say he becomes a consistent ten sack a, ten sack a year. This still almost doubles that. You're telling me that that is not a fluke. Doubling your career production in one season in one season. You're you're gonna tell me that that's not I, a fluke. I just think it's a good. I really I just think it's a good year. I I don't. It's it's also hard to project because now he's in a different spot and. Yeah. It very it, it very well could be. I just I'm I have a really hard time wrapping my head around ha- the guy having 19 and a half last season and already trying to call it a fluke. Because how many times we see oh quote unquote change of scenery guys that are bad in a spot leave for another team and they suddenly go off. That happens all the time, all the time in every sport. That's fair. So. I'm I'm more likely to believe that that's that yes Shaq Barrett overperformed because you can't expect the guy to have 19 and a half sacks mm-hmm. literally anyone. unless it's Chandler no, Jones no literally anyone in the league you can't Chandler, expect Chandler Jones is a beast he has 19 and a half that's almost the record dude had okay you're not, you're not you're not projecting him for almost the record you're still projecting him for a high yeah, teens oh, yeah, like, yes, like yes like 16 not, 17 okay, yeah that's yeah I'm with you on that but you're not projecting for 19 and a half and yeah he's not going to get there again and it's going to say oh it's probably just going to be a really good year but to already say it's a fluke i think is a real stretch that's that's just me though because i'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's a really really talented player that's finally getting unleashed he's not going to be a five sack guy again okay he's not going to be i he's probably not going to He's not going to be a single-digit guy. He's probably going to be a 13, 14, 13, 14 kind of guy. So, which, you, so you think that he'll which, be he'll be kind of a Chandler Jones where he'll have a random good season? Because and is a Chan- really good— Because well, Chandler, Chandler Jones has had 11 and a half, 12 and a half, 11, 17, 13, 19. Yeah, I could, I could see that. If he gets 12, 13, 14, somewhere in that, somewhere in that range, in 19 and a half is not a fluke. It's just a really good year, which guys have. Okay. Guys have really good years, randomly. Chandler Jones, right there. That happens all the time. So no, I I have a real issue with it being with you at least as of right now saying it's a fluke. We can look we can look back five years from now and it could be different. If he has six, six, seven, eight, four, the next five seasons, yeah, then it's a fluke. But I don't I I have a hard time believing that guy fluked his way to eighteen and a half. That's just, that's just me though. I am getting a request to say something on air. Uh, Shaq Barrett had more sacks in 2019 than he has in his previous four years combined. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah we just yeah we yeah. we more or less said that. Shout out last <laughs> week's guest star <laughs> no. Jacob Infante for saying say this on air, say this on air, say this on air. <laughs> there you go, Jacob. No. But let's let's get back to the main topic: the Bucks as a whole. 
Yes. The secondary. What do you think of the secondary? I like it a lot more than you do. Um, there, there, here's the thing. I, I like, not, I like, no name. I no like Sean Murphy Bunting. There's no names here. There are some talented players here. Yes. I, I like Sean Murphy Bunting a lot. I think Carlton Davis is solid. Jamel Dean was really good last year. Jamel Dean was really good. Yes. Spin it however you want. He yes. was really good I last know year. Jamel Dean was good last year. I, I just don't know, again, if he can replicate that. He was a rookie last year. Last yes. year he had a really he. If you were to but, re, but, if, okay, if you were to redraft the 2019 draft, because I know it's way too early to do, way too early to even think. Yes, about. Jamel Dean's a top 15, top 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 half of the first round pick. But also go back and think what other rookie secondary players had a really good year. Oh, I know, and but, then just but sputtered for, again, off again for you to have a guy have a really good year and instantly say, "Oh, it's a fluke." I think we're getting into the same exact discussion. Well, no, no. I'm not saying that his season was a fluke because he's a rookie. We have no idea what he is except for this one year that we've seen him. Well, yeah. For Shaq Griffin, we have seen him. Yeah. I, I'm, again, I'm willing, to give, I'm willing to give a guy the benefit of the doubt okay. with, with Jamel Dean because, yeah, we don't know. I just don't see if there's enough to, for you to say, oh, he's not actually good. But he had a really good rookie year. Yeah. Like, there are cases where you like can— Like, that, that's Marshawn Lattimore. You, there are cases where you can say that. When guys vastly overperform what they should in a rookie year because they're put into a fantastic spot and that gets taken away, yeah, that's not the scenario here. So, you have you said you like Sean Murphy Bunting, Carlton Davis. I agree, is not fantastic, but he's solid. Mm-hmm. Jamel Dean, I think, is really good. That's three really good corners. Yes, the, sa- the safeties I'll give you are problematic. They they brought in Antoine Winfield again. I like rookie. him. We have no idea what he's going to be at the NFL level. I I like Antoine Winfield. He's is he the best safety on this team? Maybe. Yeah, I'd say that's, a, so. that's an issue. Seeing as how one of their projected starters are on the pup list. Yeah, that's a, that's uh. an issue. So that's where I li- I like the secondary. It's not perfect. It's definitely not definitely not per- a perfect unit. But I I think this defense is a lot better than people think. I truly do. Their defensive line, I'll give you, is not good. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have a lot of interceptions. Yeah, they're gonna have a lot of coverage sacks. And if they can keep that up for sixteen weeks, which that's going to be an issue without a good defensive line unless they make some midseason acquisitions. I think it's going to be a lot better unit than anyone's giving it credit for. Yeah, at, at this point, I think, I'm going to say this, Khalil Davis, their sixth-round rookie, I think he has more potential at this point than Vita Vea does because I don't think Vita Vea is ever going to go anywhere. <sighs> I mean, I haven't watched enough of the Buccaneers, enough of Vita Vea. That's fair. To really, fair, yeah. to really disagree with that, uh, but I mean, I know he hasn't lit it up from what people thought he was going to back in 2018. I know that much. Yeah. So I mean, I I, I don't think I've watched enough of enough of Vita Vea specifically to truly agree or disagree with something like that. Yeah. In my opinion, he is vastly underperformed. Oh my gosh! Segway. Speaking of vastly underperforming, how about them Milwaukee Bucks? <laughs> oh, that was oh beautiful. <laughs> Okay. Good job. Good job. I'm, I'm, heat, I'm proud. The Heat are up three to nothing. Giannis is a Pippin. Giannis is a Pippin. He needs to find is, his Jordan. Is, that is perhaps this is perhaps the most toxic NBA Twitter argument of all NBA Twitter arguments. Richard Jefferson that, that should be ever, inducted into the Hall of has, Fame for that. Tweet. That has ever happened, and I'm gonna give kudos for Richard Jefferson for finding a way to make ev- NBA Twitter even more unsufferable. Oh, it was bad before. It's yeah, no, terrible it's, now. I'm, I, that's genuinely impressive. That's probably the most impressive thing Richard Jefferson's ever done in his career. Oh, easily is made NBA Twitter even more insufferable. 
normal than it ever has been. But yeah, that's exactly what he did. And I'm very much giving him credit for that. So we heard earlier that Giannis is questionable for game four because of an ankle. He's injury. playing. Come on. Come on. He's he he's not gonna not play when they have a chance of getting swept as the one seed. If he plays, do you think they get swept? Or do you think they pull this game out and take it to five? <sighs> I'm I'm gonna I have a hard time thinking that the Milwaukee Bucks, the team that was so dominant throughout the entire entire season, obviously before the lockdown happened, and the team that outside of the one game has been really dominant was really dominant in the first round, is gonna get swept. I I don't know. It's it's very possible they do because they've looked like the worst team in the first three games, at least what I've seen of the first three games. But I I I don't know. It's I'm I'm not I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Bucks because I think they're too good of a team to get swept. If if Giannis sits out, bring out the brooms. Oh, that's yes, it. Yes. yes. Giannis is leaving. Go ahead, pack your bags for Miami, for San Fran, wherever you feel like going, because you're not staying in Milwaukee after that. If Giannis sits, who's their best? Who's their who's what's their best players in order? If Giannis is out, Chris Middleton. That's an issue. Brooke Lopez. That's a big issue. Eric Bledsoe. Okay, I like Eric Bledsoe, so I'm not gonna Dante DiVincenzo. Yikes! 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 Oh. Yes, <laughs> Dante DiVincenzo is the fourth best player on a playoff. If team. you take Giannis off of that team, I think that they realistically win about thirty-five games. Okay, so Giannis is the most valuable player in the league by a lot. Easily. Okay. That's, Easily. God, we're on the same page there. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. No. That's that's very that's very much. Better. I I I can't fathom that he's not going to play in this game though. Yeah. They're the one seed. When's the last time a one seed in the NBA got swept? Has that ever happened? I in any I round have outside no maybe idea. maybe the fi- maybe the finals if they're going up against another one seed. But I know it happened. In, it's happened in the NHL. R.I.P. Chicago Blackhawks. But I don't. I can't think of a because even when the when the Bulls lost in five, the Raptors in 2018 were the first one seed to get swept. Okay, so it's okay. So recently, yeah. Okay, it's only happened once in history. That a one seed get one seed gets swept. You know who swept them? No. The Cleveland LeBron Jameses, because okay, this because they were like because they, they was, like the five seed or something like that because they just completely said screw it we're not going to play in the, in the regular season. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. And that was the that was the year where LeBron had nobody. And still managed to bring his team to the NBA Finals. Yeah, that was the year where the starting lineup for the Cavs consisted of LeBron James. Yeah, he better be starting. <laughs> it was it was LeBron James, Kevin Love, J.R. Smith. Was that Kyle Corver. Was that the JR? Um, yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, that, I'm was, that put was the JR. The JR where he, bring, where he brings it back to the half court instead of putting in the game winning layup? That was yes, that year, right? That was that year. Okay. That was probably one of the worst teams that has ever made it to the finals. I don't even think that's LeBron's worst team that has yeah. ever made it to the yeah, finals. Yeah, it's not LeBron's worst. What was, the, because was he, it 06? It was 06, 07? 06. The year where it was Big Z, LeBron, Mo Williams. Um, and what was it, 20, 2016, whenever both Kyrie okay. and Kevin well, Love were hurt? Kyrie and, and Kyrie, he had Matthew Della Vadova. Kyrie and Kevin Love were both big parts of him them getting there, though. Yeah. So this, I don't, 
Correct, oh, you can correct oh. me if I'm wrong. I don't think I don't think this team was hampered by injuries or hampered by injuries. No, this yeah. team was just bad. That was just team was just bad. Yeah, this team was just yeah. Bad. I'm gonna uh, the 2016 that 2016 team is probably the worst team in the finals, but they weren't the worst team to get to the finals. Yeah, this yeah. team earlier in the season had Derrick Rose and Dwayne Wade on it. Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> the Derrick Rose Cavs era. Yeah. And Isaiah out, Thomas, I'm pretty sure. Shout out Utah Jazz legend Derrick Rose. Yeah. <laughs> Utah Jazz. Derrick Rose is on the Utah Jazz for like five minutes, if you forgot that ever happened. I think everyone forgot that ever I happened. I didn't. I thought I, I thought he played. <laughs> Did uh, you find this out like I, yesterday? No I, no, I thought he played. I found out he didn't actually play a game for them yesterday. I thought he played oh, okay. a game for them. Oh, I'm very sad there's no picture of Derrick Rose in a jazz jersey because that would be the ultimate. When you go back on like Sporkle or something like that and you go and um, players in wrong jerseys and you see oh, Jerry Rice with the Seahawks, Evan Smith mm-hmm. with the Cardinals. Um, uh, there's other, there's obviously other obvious ones. Um, yeah. Babe Ruth with the Boston Braves yeah. back in the day. Um, Derek Rose in the Utah Jazz uniform would be right up there with those elite because it's the Utah Jazz. Like you, Utah Jazz aren't supposed to have star players at all. No. No. Derek Rose is a high-profile player. He shouldn't be playing for the Utah Jazz, which is why I'm really upset there's no picture of Derek Rose in the Utah Jazz jersey anywhere because it never happened. Well, while I scrounge the internet finding a Derek Rose Jazz <laughs> jersey, let's head to break so that way it can give me some time to find this, if it exists. It does not exist. It definitely doesn't, but you know I'm going to try Photoshop. It. Photoshop works, though. I'm not that good at Photoshop. <laughs> You're listening to 88.1 FM, Columbia. Okay, company picnics Tuesday. Lou, you order those shirts? Nah, I'm just gonna have my wife make some. Sit down, shut your mouth. Y'all gonna look like a bunch of suckers. Hey, who's this guy? They call me T Shirt. Shirt. Unless you get your threads from Digit Graphics. Whether it's for your work, your team, or your charity, Digit Graphics will have you looking good. Would we look as cool as you? Not a chance in hell. But you will dig it. Check out DigitGraphics.com. Don't just wear it, dig it. If you love them enough to turn off your music and pretend like their music is your music, ah, oh, this is mommy's jam. Then surely you'll check nhtsa.gov/the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Let's play it again. Check today at nhtsa.gov/the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. I want my teenage son to be thinking how to deal with life's stresses and natural changes. I want to know how to talk to him about things he'll experience as he builds relationships. I want him to know I'm there for him. I just don't know how. Here is a resource that can get you started. Connect With Me activity cards have been developed to help begin the discussions. Visit health.mo.gov connect to access these free cards and other resources. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. It was only a you kiss. You were on the microphone for two words and already messed one of them up. Oh, you hate job. to see it. Good job. That's only one of the most like popular songs in the past like 20 years. Yeah, you know, I'm just not good with words. Yeah, I can tell. But speaking of things I'm not good with, it's dealing with rival teams winning. And I personally am an Oakland Raiders fan, now Las Vegas Raiders fan. I'm so sorry. And Oh, yeah, it, it sucks. <laughs> Justin Fields. 
I love how your go-to isn't the maybe probably best freshman to ever play college football. It's Justin Fields. Yeah, no. That's going to be in the draft again next year. Justin Fields. Okay. Um, but let's let's talk about some football. We have the NFL season opener coming up on Thursday. The Houston Texans against the Kansas City Chiefs in KC Mo at Arrowhead Stadium. What do you think is going to happen? Well, the Chiefs are going to win because the Chiefs are the best team in the league. Easily. I think I've, easily, without a doubt. So, yeah, no. I I feel I feel like every year it's we have these massive matchups on um Sunday or on Thursday night football the first week outside of last year which obviously was the 100 year they wanted Bears Packers because biggest rivalry in the sport. Yeah. I understand that. But every year it's these massive matchups. Does Texans at Chiefs not feel underwhelming? The Texans, I, like the team that is maybe the biggest laughing stock in the league. Okay, maybe not biggest laughing stock, but of teams that are competitive, the biggest laughing stock. I would have to assume that this matchup was made before Bill O'Brien decided to ruin that franchise. Even, I mean, even still, let's not pretend that Bill o, that um, Bill O'Brien before even before the DeAndre Hopkins trade that Bill O'Brien was thought ever thought up as good. Oh yeah, no, he, he's a he's a total joke. Yeah, um, one he, could say he is the Dan Quinn of <laughs> GMing. We know <laughs> we know how much we love good old Dan Quinn. Oh, don't even get me started. All right, well here, all right, here's the thing, and this is uh, this is why it was such an underwhelming. Here are the teams. I'm gonna just list them in order of their actual what the schedule looked like. The teams that the Chiefs are playing throughout the regular season at Arrowhead: Houston, New England, who who knows what they're gonna be; Vegas, who we know they're going to be bad. Some people don't think so for some the reason. The Jets, who are the worst team oh in the my league. God, the, the, Jets. the Panthers. I like the Panthers though. I the like Bron- the Broncos, which I still contest should be the matchup here week one. The Falcons and the Chargers. That's fucking disgusting. That's bad. That's so That's bad. really bad. <laughs> That's oh. I still How think you- I, I still think the Broncos should be the should be the team there. And you know, you want to know what the worst part about this is? Assume that that fans can go to the games. Which they are in Arrowhead. Yes. The home those are the home games you get to go see. Yeah. You're gonna pay hundred and fifty dollars to sit they're not allowing, more because they're Super Bowl champions. Well now. that and they're not allowing the amount, same amount of fans in the stadium. Yeah. So you're gonna be paying a lot more. 200, 200 to 250 plus. Go, ch- go I'm, check, I'm give checking, me a I'm, price check. Yeah, I'm checking yeah. this right now. For the nosebleeds. Give me a price check for the nosebleeds. See the cheapest the cheapest ticket for the cheapest ticket for the cheapest cheapest ticket for the cheapest game at Arrowhead, though they might be not on re- they might not be on resale yet. Because give me, give me the give me the cheapest tickets to the Jets game. Cheapest tickets to the Jets. The only four games that have tickets available on this app are Texans, Patriots, Raiders, Chiefs. The cheapest tickets. Give me the Raiders then. Raiders, okay. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna well, say the Raiders are a rival. So oh, that's true. They are. The Raiders so are, the Raiders the, are a rival. Uh, the the Wi-Fi here is being really bad. Um, it says it might. This might be a parking pass because this seems really low. It says the cheapest ticket to any game right now is two ten. Let me see. It it's not letting me click on them because we are kind of in the basement of a building and the service is really bad. Okay, no, this is yeah. This is that seems really. That's th- not a parking pass. That's a ticket. That seems really cheap for a ticket. It is so for what I expected. I, I was expecting two fifty plus. I was oh, expecting uh, yeah. two hundred to two fifty. So two ten isn't reasonable. I was expecting it to be closer to two fifty. I, I was expecting it to be well above two fifty. 
I so. think for the for the Texans game, yes. But well, the Texans game was one you clicked on. Was the two ten? Yeah. The so I, I'm surprised by that. Yeah. But I went to a Texans game last year. Before, like obviously during the season, Super Bowl hadn't been decided yet. I paid $150 to sit in the nosebleeds and watch Deshaun Watson march into Arrowhead and take down Patrick Mahomes. So, the cheapest seat if you want to buy him through the NFL for week one for the Texans game is 405 Yeah. Yes. It, see, how are you going to get fans in the building? Because if it if you wouldn't have been able to get fans at the building at 405 the price would have come down. Just supply and demand. Obviously, they're going to be able to get fans in the building at 405 Which is absolutely incredible to me. Is that a nosebleed? That's section 345, row 16. Section 345 goes to... I'm very much like mapping out the entire stadium right now um, on my laptop sitting here. That is a nosebleed. That, I think that's up here. I think that's a nosebleed. It's definitely the upper deck of the stadium. I don't know how many I don't know how many rows there are at Arrowhead, but this is the 16th row. It's it's still a good view for where you are. It's a very good view, but still, you are top section nosebleeds upper of the nosebleeds. I'm gonna click out of this before I accidentally try to buy a ticket for, at 405 for four hundred and five dollars. Mm-hmm. Crazy how football works. It's, Crazy how much money there is it's in football. Incredible yeah. that people would actually pay that much. I get that it's it's gonna be a great game. Hopefully, maybe. <laughs> whatever much, whatever maybe. it was scheduled, it was supposed to be a great game. Yeah. But that's. That's incredible. Are they? Did they say they're going to have the ring ceremony at that game? Well, they already had the ring ceremony. That's right. They, they already did. had. They had the ring ceremony earlier this week. Was I remember it? I saw the video because Patrick Mahomes proposed because to his Patrick girl. Mahomes he proposed, proposed to his girlfriend yeah. at the ring ceremony earlier this. I don't remember what day it was. It was today's which, Saturday. Which congrats to him, Pat. I yeah. know you're listening, <laughs> so I know you're a big fan of the show. I'm not a hey, I'm not hey. a big fan of your work at all. Um, but <laughs> Raiders fan over here. Con- hey, Ty- congratulations. Tyree killed, Tyree killed us a lot of stuff with the university. Maybe he's listening. He could pass he could pass the message along. Saw Tyree kill at uh my house after they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah so he's was, around. He's around here. That was so Tyreek, if you're listening, pass the message along. But yeah. And no. also make some life changes. Um So who who do you th- who do you think is gonna go crazy this game? Mahomes? Is that Mahomes? Is that fair to is that fair to assume? I mean How the, crazy do you think he's gonna go? I, this is so tough because it'd be a lot. It'd be a lot easier if you had an actual like training camp and preseason and stuff to go off of. And this is why I feel like if you talk about all these quote unquote survivor pools and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and picking the teams, and we've both done it, picking week by week, picking who's going to win each matchup. This is going to be the hardest year for it. Oh yeah, because we got no idea. You don't who know looks good. You don't know what you're looking at until really week four, week five of the regular season is when you're going to f- finally start having a clue of what teams look like. Yeah. So, it's it's really tough. That's why I'm just gonna say for these first here are the things these first couple of weeks you're gonna be looking at a rest a the way I'm adjusting to these protocols to where players can't be in the building on the day after games. The teams that play the Monday night teams the next week are gonna have a massive advantage. Yeah, just because of that. So seeing teams adjust to this kind of stuff, some teams are gonna do it better than others. Those teams are gonna have an advantage. B coaching. Teams that actually have good coaching, those teams are going to get an advantage. Teams that don't have good coaching at all, i.e. the Falcons, the Lions, 
these teams that have jokes of coaching staffs, they're going to be really bad to start the season because you need to be disciplined, especially knowing it's your first game action for most of these teams in nine months because most of these teams weren't playing in January. Yeah. So, and um, uh, even some of the teams that were playing in January, okay, seven months, even for the Chiefs, Super Bowl is February 3rd. Mm-hmm. Right now it's September 5th. Actually, that's eight months. So you're going to need good coaching. And that's the, that's the other, I think, big thing here is you need to have a very disciplined team for these first couple weeks. Once you get into the free-flowing fifth, sixth, seventh week of the season, that's going to change. You're going to get more into football. Yes. Now it's going to be really cagey. It's going to be your best players are going to play, your most disciplined play, your best players are going to go off, your most disciplined players are going to have really good games. Anyone that's not on that on that kind of stratosphere, whether you're an undisciplined player at all or you're just straight up not good, you're not going to see many breakouts in the first four weeks. So if you talked about playing more disciplined players, yeah. if I'm a head coach and I've got my shiny new draft pick, what do I do with him? Do I, do I wait? And ease them in, or do I just throw them to the hounds and say, good luck, Dep- don't die? Depends on how he's looking in camp. We don't know, and we don't know that because the way that this, all these protocols have happened, it stopped teams from reporters actually look, saying how players look in camp. So we don't know. It it very much depends. Andy Reid knows how Clyde, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is looking in camp. He knows what he can do. He knows what he can't do. We sitting here in Columbia, Missouri, in the basement of the student center, we don't know. So... I, it's, Wait, you you don't you're not on like I'm not I'm very much not you don't you don't spying know spying on the Chiefs. No, you don't have Andy Reid on speed dial. No, I do not. Unfortunately, you hate to see it. I do want to ask him for his mac and cheese recipe though. That's a, uh, that's an awesome story if you haven't read it. I, I have heard mac about and cheese that, recipe yeah. in the airport with Andy Reid. Absolutely fantastic story. But no, but the coaches know that, so they're going to be able to determine. Oh, is this the best spot for him? Is this not the best spot for him? None of us are going to be able to tell. So. Maybe it is. Maybe a lot of these rookies, they're not going to get playing. They're not going to put consistent playing time until the fifth or sixth week because they're not ready for it yet. That's up to the coaches. That's up to the coaches to know and for us to find out. It's it's definitely going to be an interesting, an interesting season because not only is COVID going on, but half these guys didn't get didn't get like a full a full draft process. Because of COVID? Half. How many rookies do you think there are? Not half. Half, half, of, half of the guys that that were that were drafted. All so, the guys so, that were drafted didn't get a full draft process. I mean, really? None of them did. But the there, one, there were there were more there were more thorough processes yeah, than others. That, that, that's true. Yes, that, that's that. that's what that. I meant. Okay, I, okay. I worded that properly. Okay. Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. So like you'll you'll see You'll see LSU's pro day and everything, but then what about South Alabama's prospect over there? He's well, only doing he's only doing three drills in his backyard. That's why this draft is going to separate the really good from all, front offices from the really bad ones. There are going to be a lot of guys that lose their job yeah. and never get another job because of what happened here. Yeah, because of that exact situation. Guys that are able to scout the South Alabama guys are going to have the leg up. Mm-hmm. Guys that only draft the guys from Bama because oh. We know they Bama. went to Alabama. Exactly. Yeah. What, what what front office was it? Washington's front office that said they only had five scouts. I don't remember there was a front office that came that out. That would definitely be it, it a very like, it, Washington thing. It sounds it sounds like them. I have no clue if it's actually if that's what team. I remember there was one team that came out and said, "Oh, we only have five. We only actually have five amateur scouts." Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. 
And because how, how do you expect them to be everywhere? Exactly. Exactly. So those kind of teams are going to get exposed, mm-hmm. and those organizations get a lot of guys losing their job for allowing that to happen. Some for the better, some for the worse. You know. Well, I think it's all for the better because do you guys, if these teams are running in up front offices, no longer have jobs, they're going to get replaced by people better. Which you'd assume. Yeah, but you'd but then you, but then you've got those those teams that you don't like that have in up front offices that you want to see okay, those. That's, that's fair. I'll those people stay. You yeah, know? that's true. That is very much true. I.e., Lions. Yes, Lions. Uh, let's see, Chargers. Chargers. I don't think the Chargers have an, no Chargers. Telesco's good. Telesco's good. Telesco's gotten really Telesco's gotten really unlucky. Yeah. Very unlucky, but he's good. No, I I have I have faith in the Chargers, even though I don't have faith in their quarterback. But I have faith in the rest of them. Which one? I, both of them. <laughs> both of them. It's either Tyrod Taylor or just bigger Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I don't have faith in either one of them. But the rest of that roster I actually do like. So while we're still talking about football, uh, let's get some preseason award predictions. Well, who do you think? Let's go through it. MVP, okay. Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, all all that jazz. Okay. Well, MVP. Okay, going off of what I said earlier, which I'm not going to predict. Like, I'm going to try to predict some like breakouts and stuff. I don't think there's going to be as many as you think. Mm-hmm. I'm just going with Mahomes. Yeah, he's the best player in the league. Easily best player in the league. He's the MVP. Every MVP favorite. He's going to be the MVP, MVP, MVP favorite every year for the next ten years. Yeah. Let's be honest. That's that's what it's going to be. Mahomes. Who who do you, who's I I agree with you there. Who's your defensive player of the year? <sighs> defensive player of the year. Um, this is hard because there are a lot. It's going to be an edge rusher. Yes. I almost positive. It's probably going to be an edge rusher. I, I can say um, mine if you go, still want yeah. time. So personally, I think assuming that he stays healthy and doesn't get suspended for beating a man over his head <laughs> with a helmet. helmet. I, what, what happens if he does do that again? He's got to be out of the league. <laughs> Probably should have been out of the league after the first yeah, one. Let's be honest I, here. I'm going to go with Miles Garrett. Okay. I know that I'm kind of being a quote unquote homer just because I as a Raiders fan, but I but way. I write for yes I know I'm a managing <laughs> editor for a Browns website. So weird flex, but okay. Weird flex. Okay, <laughs> still gonna do it. Um, so I think I think Miles Garrett. Based off of just what he did in the first, what was it, nine games that he played? And it was more than that. He got suspended in like the beginning of December, wasn't it? Was it December? I wanted it was it was because after, his, his suspension isn't carrying over. He, yeah, I know. he went through the suspension. I think, I think I got suspended. So six, when when I was week to, oh, it been, I think it was. I think he got suspended six games. I think it ended up being six games, which I guess wouldn't be December. It would have been November. But I want to say it was six games. So I want to say he got through ten games. Okay, so he had he had twelve sacks through ten games. That's good. Yes. Not, so not I think Shaq Barrett good, but <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, not nine nine and a half through three. Yeah. But I think that if Miles Garrett can stay on the field and can put together the production that he did last season, then I think that he will be at least up there for DPOI. I hope I hope you're right. I really do. But I. I'm going to go with TJ Watt. And okay. here's why. It's specifically because I'm just looking at what edge rusher is going to get the most sack opportunities. And I want, mm-hmm. I very much wanted to say Nick Bosa, but I feel like teams, I feel like it's going to be easier to move the ball against the, um, Niner, against the Niners defense on the ground than it is the Steelers. So I think you're going to see a lot teams passing a lot more against the Steelers because I don't think you're running the ball against that team. I think there are openings in this 49ers defense, because 49ers defense is not impenetrable. Yeah, not they're, anymore. It's not. They're a better pass defense. Yeah. I mean, in my mind, they are. I mean, they were really good all around last year, but 
They're better pass defense in my mind. So you're going to be able to run the football against them. They're going to be, you're going to see more running plays against the Niners. So obviously, yeah, Nick Bosa might stop the running back behind the line 30 times. That's not how you win DPOY in this league. Mm-hmm. It's getting sacks. And I think TJ Watt has a really good address outside of him, Bud Dupree. They have a really good defensive line that's going to stop people from running the football. So I feel he's going to get a lot of sack opportunities. Definitely not confident in that, but I'm going to go with TJ Watt. Yeah, I agree with the point you made about Bosa because you had so much talent on that defensive line also, with, look, with DeForest Buckner there. Here's, a, here's another question. Who gets more sacks, Nick or Joey? Joey. I, I think I'm with you there. I think, I think, I think it's Joey. The, I think the Nick's the better player. I think Joey gets more sacks. I think Joey gets more sacks because now that DeForest Buckner is gone, they are able to double-team Nick Bosa. Well, Javon Kinlaw is also there. So Javon Kinlaw is good. Javon Kinlaw is really good, but we don't know. But he's not. He's not going to be DeForest. Well, Buckner. no, no, no. But that's that's my point. Yeah. You're you're taking. You're not double teaming Nick Bosa off of Javon Kinlaw, though. <sighs> I don't think so. It depends. It depends on the hips. That's fair. That's very fair. I guess yeah. we don't. We we truly don't know how he looks. Yeah, but like you you take you took away a in my opinion top two player at his position off of that defense. DeForest yeah. Buckner is the second best interior defensive lineman. I can, I can go with that. I'm not sure. I'd have to I'd have to think more about it. But off the top of my head, that doesn't seem that doesn't seem wrong. Yeah, he's elite, elite. So yeah, like you you take you take an elite defender off of that D line and ship him to Indianapolis. Now, assuming that Kinlaw still has the nagging hip, which is the last thing we heard. Yeah, that's true. Assuming that his hip is still nagging him, he's not going to be as productive as he can be. I can buy that. So you would assumingly double Nick Bosa, and therefore Joey would, based off of stats alone, appear to have yeah. the better season. Well, I mean, here's the, here's the thing. Here's this Chargers defense. You have Melvin Ingram opposite him, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, crazy. Linval Joseph, their nose tackle. Yes. So... That's a lot of opportunities. The AFC West went crazy with adding interior D linemen. Well, Jarrell Casey. Yeah, Jarrell Casey. You had uh, Linval Joseph. Joseph. Chris Jones got re-signed. It was... That Broncos team's Raiders good. Raiders are actually going to go 3-13. and 13. <laughs> that, and, everyone, and the, the Raiders uh, are a good The Raiders are a good football team, too. They're a really solid football team. They're not going to look it because that division is hell. They've got, like, the third hardest schedule. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. The, Bron- the Broncos may very well be the second best team in football, and they're not going to win their division. It's, On, it's I, insane. Pure, pure talent-wise, that Broncos team is absolutely incredible. They're, they are maybe 20% to win their division because how good the Chiefs are. Like... Yeah, people people that are saying that the Raiders are a seven or eight win team, they probably are. Are, are well, no, talent wise, they probably talent are. Wise, yeah. I'm I'm saying that people that are predicting for them to win seven or eight games this year, they look at me whenever I tell them that is a massive overrated overation. Like they they look at me like I have no no clue what I'm talking about, but just the talent. That is in this division. You're gonna you're gonna go. You're, it's incredible. You could easily go zero and six in division yeah. play. Oh yeah, I think they very easily go at least one and five. Yeah, at best. Yeah, I don't see them beating the Broncos. I don't see them beating the Chiefs. Exactly. In any capacity. Exactly. The Chargers. I think you'll you'll, a, you'll, lo- you'll luck out of a game with the Chargers. Maybe, and that's only if their quarterback plays that bad. Exactly. So, and realistically, if Tyrod Taylor is even serviceable, 
this Chargers team is a 10-11 win team. I wouldn't go that far. I'd, 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 I'd say if he's, if he's serviceable. If he if he's not bad. Okay. If he's not bad. Okay. If he's even like, I mean, here's the thing. Last time we saw Tyrod, last time we saw Tyrod Taylor, he was bad. Mm-hmm. The last time we saw him get more than two games as a starter, which was three years ago at this point, he was good. Oh yeah, that Back Buffalo, Buffalo team. That Buffalo team was very so, good. So we don't, you don't know what he's gonna you don't know what he's gonna look like if he's even decent. I think this this is a clear playoff team. Yeah, they're the third best team in the division in my mind, pretty easily. Yeah, because I think there's a pretty sizable gap between KC and Denver. I think there's a mountain of a gap between Denver and LA. Mm-hmm. I truly do think Denver is a top, at worst, top five team in football. I I I don't agree with you there, but I do agree with the fact that there is a very yeah. large gap between Denver and LA. I can agree with you. On Here's that. the other thing we were talking about. We were talking about this earlier today. Denver's gonna go eight no at home. They're the only team with a home field advantage. They have a massive home field advantage. They're going to go eight no at home. I just, I would as much as I would like to buy into that as a fan of football. There is so much unknown on that team that oh, I, I know there I is. can't I can't bring I myself. Love, to I it. love what they've done though. I I'm in love with the Denver Broncos, dude. Yeah, this team is just. I mean, I also believe in their quarterback, and that's a big. That's, I guess, the big sticking point between me and a lot of people is I believe in Drew Locke. Yeah. I liked him. I li- really liked him coming out. He's a lot in the mold of quarterback I like. But Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler's hurt, so we're not going to throw him in there. Well, mm-hmm. he's going to come back, and he's going to be really good when he comes back because KJ Hamler's really good. That's their three wide receivers. Tight ends, Noah Fant, Nick Vanette. Troy Fumagalli was decent last year. Mm-hmm. Albert, o- Albert Okwebenham has a very specific role that he's that very good at. Touchdowns. Plus, he already has a camaraderie with the quarterback. There's a big plus. They have the best offensive line coach in football. Mike Munchak, who has done incredible jobs, mm-hmm. specifically Le'Veon Bell and James Conner, yes. getting people to think both of them are good when they're not. The offensive line, you added a guy who I really liked at center in Lloyd Cushenberry. Interior of the offensive line, Glam, Graham Glasgow is now there. Yep. Massive upgrades there. Oh, yeah, and you also added a third running back. So if any of them go down, you have the legs. Yeah, and K.J. Hamler was also rumored to potentially play running back at some points. So I mean, if, they need him for a wide receiver because th- their wide receiver depth is bad. But Deshaun Hamilton's decent. Deshaun Hamilton's a fourth wide receiver that's playing fourth wide receiver. So, yeah, Philip Lindsay, Melvin Gordon, Royce Freeman. You can afford one of them to go down. Yeah. You have the bodies. Plus, they can all they're all decent in the passing game, which is the big factor there with running backs. Yeah. So you don't need them to be necessarily be great in the passing game, but they're there. Yes, it's it's an extremely talented team, but I think it's also extremely unproven. Oh, I guess, but that's the fun in it. Yeah. You're able to see the upside. Oh, yeah, they also get Bradley Chubb back mm-hmm. for a full season. Probably a top 10 edge rusher. Meh. Top 10 edge rusher in football? Maybe that's a stretch. Uh, that's probably a stretch. I think it's a stretch. That's probably yeah. a stretch. Okay. A, a elite pass rusher. Elite edge rusher. That's fair. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's back for the entire year now, too. Oh, yeah, and you have Von Miller. Like, I don't get what people see don't see in this team. Do you say, think do you think this team has a rookie of the year quality player? Either a, a either offensive the, or defensive. Of, it, it probably isn't defensive. A rookie of the year offensive. quality player, yes. Or player that has a chance of winning rookie of the year, no. And I'm they're assuming not, that's Jerry Judy. They're not gonna give a wide receiver a rookie of the year. So who I, do you who I'm do you think's going to get it? Probably Burrow. I mean, it's probably gonna be a quarterback. Burrow's gonna be the one that gets the most consistent snaps, right? I'm, I'm I mean, surprised you didn't say Clyde. 
because uh, you that's, are. That's fair. That's very fair. I don't. I don't know. I. I feel like Burrow's going to do it. I. I feel like if there's even a debate, they're going to give it to the quarterback. That's. And that's I fair. feel like a lot of the reason that people are high on and this is not the way it was with Kareem Hunt, and it should have been with Kareem Hunt back in the day, but it is. People are high on Clyde because of Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So if he does have the success that a lot of people say he's going to have, you're going to be people that say, oh, it's because of Kansas City and are going to redirect their votes. That's fair. And if there's any doubt, they're going to give it to the quarterback. If Burrow was in a quarterback competition right now, I would have said Clyde. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm, I'm still going with the same. I think Burrow's the safer pick for rookie of the year. I, I would have to agree with you there. Who do you think is the defensive rookie of the year? God, I don't know. Um, I would have said Jeff Okuda, but he's apparently bad. So, Trace Young, safe pick. I think that's a very that, safe pick. Washington's defensive line's great. Oh we were God, we were going, we were going so over this yesterday. Good. Washington so de- Washington's defensive line's elite, and Chase Young is the best player on it. Yes. So it's. I mean, oh I'm that's that's the safe pick. But it was Chase Young. Coach of the year. I'm assuming it's going to be either Harbaugh, Reed, or <laughs> Vic Fangio. My mind. That team's, or Fangio. No, no, assuming no that that team doesn't. Yeah. No. No one's predicting the Broncos. I said there's like I said there might be the second best team in football. No one's predicting them anywhere up there. They win 12, 13 games. Vic Fangio is winning coach of the year. Coach of the year, all the award is, is the team that most exceeded expectations. My scenario, that's the Broncos. So, yeah, I'm going I'm to give it to Vic Fangio, even though I don't think he's the best coach in the league or necessarily anywhere close. And you know me, king of transitions here. Speaking of coaches, how about that boy Steve Nash? I love that, I love that the Nets are doing this eight years after Jason Kidd. Seven Has years it up? really been that long? I think so. Because it's been gone. It's been a while since he's been in Milwaukee, oh hasn't it? God. When was the incident with the um? Who was it knocking over his drink? Is that 2014? That was a long time. That was long. That's longer ago than you think. Because Jason Jason Kidd's been in the. Look at it. Jason Kidd's been. Jason Kidd was last in Brooklyn, and yeah, 2014. Yeah, he was hired in. He was hired in 2013, so seven years ago. Oh this is the exact same thing, is it not? Player coming straight out of the well, okay, Nash has not been straight out of the league, but no experience. A lot of people thought he was a really smart guy when he was in the league. Hiring him straight to your head coaching role. I hope it works out because that net team's gonna net Nets team is gonna be a lot of fun to watch. I'm just really hesitant to do the exact same thing again that's, that they did in 2013. That's very fair. What I will say about Steve Nash is from everything that I have seen, he is a very personable character. Well, so was Jason Kidd. But Kidd has always had that aggression behind him. You know, I feel <laughs> like, yeah, just look at him. Just look at him. He always looks mad. With with Steve Nash, you know he's a nice guy. You know he's, well, you know he's a nice guy. Yeah. So he also has a has a relationship with Kevin Durant. That was the big kicker here. That that is what brought Steve Nash yeah. to Brooklyn. You would assume that he's going to be working with Kyrie a lot to kind of make sure he can find his role. Make in him the a more team. Com- make him a more complete point guard. Yes, make him a better player. I, I really hope it does work out for Steve Nash because I like Steve Nash. I like Steve Nash as a player. I think he's. I really do think he's a really good guy. Plus, I think it would be awesome for their the one of the best head coaches in the NBA to be Canadian. Mm-hmm. That would I be. think that'd be really cool. I I'm hesitant. I don't. I don't know what to think of him, and that's where I think it's the it's the uncertainty of the unknown is why I'm a little bit leery about it. But that's that's my thing with Steve Nash. That was Jason Kidd back in the day. If anyone else were to hire straight out of the league, 
which again, Nash isn't straight out of the league, but he's been in soccer for the past four years. Yeah. So he hasn't been in the NBA. He hasn't been in NBA coaching staff or NBA front office or anything like that. Yeah. So I don't know. That's, that's my little hesitant hesitation about it. So that's pretty much all the time we have. It is 11 o'clock almost. We are about to get kicked out. God, time flies. It really does. Um, make sure to go follow us on Twitter at KCOU Unfiltered. You'll, I'm, I run the Twitter account. You'll find all Unfortunately. the banger tweets there. You know, had a pretty fire meme go up today. Uh, go follow us there. Follow our socials, which are in the little header of the, the Twitter bio. page. Same difference. That's Whatever, what it's called. Dude, I don't know how Twitter <laughs> works. I can tell. I can see, I've seen your tweets. <laughs> They're not yeah. that bad. But... Thank you all for listening. Make sure to tune in next week. Same time, same place. Might not be same place for you. It's same place for us, at least. And everybody stay safe. Have a good night. You're listening to 88.1 FM, Columbia. Wait, give me the call.